good evening. Welcome back to the Vision Prophet Podcast. I'm glad you came back. Uh, this is Brenda. Um, glad you're tuning in this evening. You know, over the next uh, few, maybe two or three days, I'm uh, hopefully uh, a couple of more podcasts. I just thought of so much, or the, I didn't think of it. The Lord has inspired me in certain ways and directions tonight. And I was just like, oh, there's so much to say here on the Vision Prophet. Uh, and, you know, I noticed something that the, the office of the prophet is so distrusted. Uh, and, and for good reason. Um, the Lord talks about how false prophets will come and, and uh, be manifested. And many. And that there are a lot of people that... that I'm going to say that they have a measure maybe of the gift, but maybe something they may be missing. I'm not here to criticize really or condemn any person that operates in the prophetic gift. I think it will will manifest it and do itself in because you know why? Prophecy is confirmed. I don't like it when the words that I think I'm given by the Lord, and I believe I truly truly make a major effort to do exactly what he says and um, there are some parts in prophecy where I'm, I'm stronger than others I'm stronger in the vision prophecy than I am in the hearing prophecy there are demonstration prophecies that I don't understand I can think of things that the Lord gave me uh, last year and I didn't know everything uh, sometimes but I'm learning to wait on what God is saying. Sometimes there's a period of waiting before I say it. And so maybe that's my lesson I'm learning now. But you know, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 says, we we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so there is a period, uh, there is a, 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 uh, a blend, if you will, of knowing and not knowing. You, and, and I want to say this and make it clear on this podcast because there are people who know me and they may not recognize me in this uh, function, you know, because they know me something else. They know me in the courtroom. They know me in, you know, as a judge. They know me in playing music and having fun and, you know, I want to say joking, but telling funny things. That's what I do when I'm around people, really. And so they may not know me or recognize me in this mode, but let me tell you something. Uh, There is a measure of not knowing in the prophetic gift, and maybe not everybody wants to uh, admit to it. But what I want to say is it's not to be distrusted. I think what happens with the prophetic gift is that it's developed and groomed and groomed and groomed and groomed until you just begin to say, not doubt. You don't want to interpret. I've learned not to interpret everything. I don't know when I speak a word, unless I'm given or shown a, pace, a person's face, I don't know who they're talking about. I want to make that perfectly clear tonight. I don't know who the Lord is talking about unless I see their face. And I clearly see their their face. Um, I have been given prophecies before where I didn't want to identify the person. I didn't want to embarrass 
the person. And so it was a time when I saw something I didn't say. And then the Lord says, I want you to tell the truth. And so I've been emboldened to tell the truth in areas where I see somebody's face or hear their voice. And I actually, and when I believe the Lord holds me accountable is when I clearly know what he's saying. Uh, When I clearly know what the Lord has said, excuse me, then I'm responsible. Then I'm accountable to the Lord for what he has shown me. Uh, Do I have my, excuse me, do I have my times when I'm upset about the Lord having me say something? I I, I don't want to say it. Um, I've suffered for not saying it. I've suffered for not saying things. I've suffered even when I say something and it does not manifest immediately. Uh, I think I've talked about on this uh, podcast uh, previously. If I didn't, I will say how I say something I, I believe was given by the Lord and it doesn't come to pass right away. Maybe it'll take, um, like this thing with John Lewis, Representative Congressman John Lewis, that took place. That took many, many months. In fact, I believe the Lord gave me the word about him when John, Congressman John Conyers died. So how many months is that? Not that you want anything negative to talk, to happen to anyone. No way. When I see something negative about to happen, I say pray. And I will, I will put it out there. Let's pray. Let's pray. And that's what I do. Pray. Because, like I said before, it is my... My word that prophecy serves humanity uh, because when he shows you something before it happens, he's serving his purpose in the earth. The Lord is showing you something's going to happen and he tells you like he did Noah. Hello, that's a good example. Like he did Noah. And he provided the answer to the problem. Now the problem is sometimes in perspective, oh, he don't know what he's talking about. Uh, You know, or with David, David, uh, not David, I'm sorry, Joseph. Joseph was in such an elevated position and had proven his gift to the king that there was no doubt at that point when he saw the uh, famine. There was no doubt. He had proven himself uh, and been verified. And so, you know, they believe what he said. And plus the elevation of it, the elevation of Joseph. And so I want to say on this this podcast, and I believe there should be more teaching on this before prophetic words are given. I publish my words just because I'm in a season of preparation. But when I say I see someone's face or name, then I will put it out there. Otherwise, there's no name. There's no face to anything. Uh, And let me make that perfectly clear. Now, sometimes what I I have done is I am so embarrassed by something I see. Today, I saw something about a person. I could have told you that it was, I'm not going to swear. I'm not swearing. I was just so 99.9% sure of who I saw. I was so Sure, what they what I saw, I was like, oh Lord, guess what? The Lord added to the vision with something they said. 
and then I immediately knew it was not what I thought. I didn't publish anything because, uh, you know, it was just something a by thought or something. I don't know. That's when I make my mistakes, too, when I just look at something. Ah, that that didn't mean anything. And it turns out to be the biggest news story ever. (laughs) I gave an example before when I talked about Tom Brady, who's a former, uh, uh, also alumnus of the University of Michigan. Uh, Tom Brady. One night I'm just sitting and the Lord says, uh, Tom Brady. I'm like, so what? He wins all the time. So what? Those were in my little more infancy days now. I'm thinking, so what? Ah, whatever. My carnal mind, my carnal thinking. Tom Brady's story, leaving uh, the Patriots, I would have never, never, never thought of that or dreamed of that. Because I thought he was going to retire from the Patriots. I really did. I thought he was going to retire from the Patriots. So these are the things that God grooms us with. And and we prophets who are being groomed and developed, we act in faith. Prophecy is faith, but he builds our faith. And so sometimes when something is said, you say, oh, I know it's about so-and-so. And that's not true because there's no name. There's no face. There's only the vision, you know, so... Unless God says a name, you know, or something like that. Uh, I see many, many visions, and I don't see a name or a face. I just see something. Um, I know what it is. I can interpret it. Some of the visions, I can interpret it. I know what it means. And it's taken many years to do it, because if I see a bird's beak, a bird's beak, You say, what does a bird's beak mean? I'm not going to tell you right now. (laughs) I'll keep you coming back to the podcast. A bird's beak. What does a bird's beak mean, Uh, Brenda? What does it mean? (laughs) You'd be so surprised. A bird's beak. I see a yellow bird's beak. Now, I see a person attached to that. But, I mean, uh, it's something I saw in connection with this person. Um, So it's an event that's connected with the person. Maybe that's what that means. But I'm telling you now, I saw a bird's beak. Now you're looking at me like a bird's beak. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you. I can see. I see something else with that same person. And uh, they're like, have you ever seen a, a commercial of a little bird, a little kitty bird like Tweety or something? And their eyes, uh, have you ever seen an angry Tweety bird? <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, and you know, so you can't tell the spirit what to do. The spirit of the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. And he shows you some funny things sometimes. And when you get ready to talk about it, my, 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 my. Do you, you, I mean, do I sound, I mean, do I sound like I'm comical right now? Hello? <laughs> I'm telling you what's going down. But um, I try to uh, manage myself when I write the prophecies down because I have a says to write the vision and make it plain, <laughs> plain as possible, as much detail as possible. And I think that's what gives the prophecy credence. Because, listen, 
I can't think of that much. <laughs> I really can't. I can't think of that much detail over and over and over and over and over. And if you know me personally and really getting around me, you will say, my goodness, there's no way that that woman could sit around and think all that. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but that's the case. So uh, when I write the vision, you may not see me, you may not hear me in the prophetic words, but I will say this, that if you listen to The Vision Prophet, if you listen to this podcast, uh, I will say what God has told me to say. I will say it. And if there's a face, if there's a name, I will say it. Because I'm operating, I have a supervisor, y'all. His name is Jesus. (laughs) I have a supervisor. And he tells me things. If I see something he shows me real plain, then I am accountable if I don't say it. And you don't know what I go through if I don't obey. I try to sometimes stomp off. I ain't saying it. I ain't doing it. And you don't know. You don't have a clue. I will tell you, though. uh, I will tell you some of the things that I've gone through, you know, uh, I don't think the Lord is here to punish me. I really don't. I think he is here to to prepare me for a certain time and place where the words like Joseph will be important. Like the words of Noah. Uh, these were prophets that, uh, that foresaw something and they had to be relied on. So I just want to give my my impressions and the word of God that, that says you'd only know in part. And most of the time I only know in part unless I'm giving a fa- given a phase. And I don't always report what I see. I really don't. I think I really report maybe 60% of what I see. Sometimes um, there is so much power in the silence of a thing. And just God just warning me or letting me know Um, Like I said, and I think I've reported this before, that sometimes you get to a point, me being a very private person, private and and, and shy pretty much. I mean, I'm a person that's in my own space. I have my times when I'm more overtly friendly. Campaigning makes me that way. There are days when I don't want to get out the car. There are days when I don't want to get out the house. And so it just depends on, you know, uh, like um, I talked about on Facebook uh, this couple of days ago, how the Lord gave me a picture, my old picture, my my 12, uh, my old, uh, let's see, middle school picture. When I uh, took a middle school picture, it was in connection to a contest that I won. I, I had drew and painted a, a, a poster for the state of South Carolina. And uh, or for my region, I can't remember what it is, but I had done that, and uh, I was either 12 or 13. And they took my picture and interviewed me and everything. And the Lord brought that picture before me and said, You know what, you look like Michael Jackson in this picture. Let the Lord say such a thing. So I had already, you know, acquainted myself with that old uh, photo, and uh. I had it, and I, I pulled it out. I said, I know, I look like Michael Jackson in here. I'm looking at it. I said, whatever you got, I hope it's the money part. <laughs> but as I began to get in praise and worship, 
the Lord gave me something supernatural about Michael Jackson. And I'm going to post it on Facebook because I haven't looked at it lately. But he gave me a shout. It was a demonstration. Shout aloud. Shout. Okay. And hopefully I'm not shouting in your ears on this podcast. But God gave me that supernaturally in my present worship. And he showed me Michael Jackson. And I said, you know what? He used to shout and it seemed like it was just crazy. He was screaming and screaming and screaming. That man was shouting to the Lord. Hello. The Lord showed me that supernaturally. He said, you're in that same place or space right now. You're shouting. And and, and the reason why I bring that up, because the Lord sometimes had to... Uh, uh, pull things out of you pull it out of you if you're shy if you're quiet you don't really want to be bothered um you know he pulls it out of you and he he like a a a pair of pliers pulled those shouts out of me he pulled them out of me he 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 sucked them out of me that day that that was at this week or last week and I said, wow, it was so powerful um, that I was uh, weakened by it. And I had to go home and, and recline and relax because it was so, oh my goodness. It was a, a powerful uh, anointing, I want to say, anointing, that I, the demonstration that the Lord gave to me, to me. And... Uh, it was just unbelievable. And in that place, in that place of, of, of pulling out that shouting out of me, there was comfort there. There was comfort there. I wanted to go back there over and over again because there was comfort in that shouting. There was comfort. So God will give us things to comfort us in you know, it, it is something that you have to experience. But I'm going to be honest with you. you. You know, you usually, with this prophecy thing, you can't anticipate anything. You can't pinpoint anything. You can't say, oh, this is about so-and-so. He's taught me really fast that that is not the case. You cannot pinpoint. You cannot point. Um, when you are told to point. You point. When you are told, that's another thing I'm learning now. I'm given, starting to be given the interpretation of things. When it isn't clear, when it isn't clear, that's when I will keep my silence. But when given the interpretation, like the Lord said me the other day, who else is going to interpret a bird's beak but you? I said, that's true. Unless they've been through what I've been through, unless they've experienced what I've experienced. So we need the prophets. We do. They're essential. <laughs> essential personnel for these last days and these last and evil days. They're going to prepare us. They're going to usher in, usher us into the return of Jesus Christ and the bride of the church being prepared for him to marry the groom (laughs) and his return. That's what God is trying to do. 
And so it serves prophecy. It serves humanity. It serves his people. It serves those that are not his people, those unbelievers. And and so God is doing something. I never thought he would do it with me. I'm the last person. I tell him all the time, would you please, please go find somebody that wants to be one. I used to be, but not anymore. There's so many people that, that, that carry that title. I mean, can you please bother them? At two in the morning and tell them to get up and start making notes. <laughs> I mean, and this was back when I was, was I judge? I, I may have been a lawyer then when I told the Lord that, uh, because I, I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to, I'm going to close the podcast. Um, I had gone, I can't remember where, somewhere to play the harp. And my harp is big it's maybe 95 pounds but back in those days, I still had a, a pretty good dolly. I had a dolly, like a refrigerator, you know, to tote around or carry around a, a refrigerator. I had this dolly, and I lived in a high-rise with an elevator, so it wasn't that much of a problem. My little thing was just to slide the harp on the dolly, and, and then I was good from there. But I had played for an event. I cannot remember what it was, but I remember it was a Saturday night. I'd come home uh, to my high-rise apartment, and I had gotten the harp out of my car and it was arduous and my music and you know just a lot of stuff got the harp in the elevator gone uh, gone up to my apartment opened the door got the harp in oh my goodness at that time I just wanted to throw myself across the bed and say okay I'm done soon as I threw myself across the bed said I'm done got the harp in the inside the apartment, closed the door, all my stuff in. I don't know, maybe it was about 12 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, threw myself across the bed. And I said, wow, I'm home. The Lord starts to speak to me. He starts to speak to me. I said, oh, please don't speak to me. Please. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. But what happened? He had me write down this prophecy. Now, what happens was, I don't know how and all that stuff, I didn't have a pen. Hello, I don't know how I did that. Maybe in the course of the night, I gave my pens away, but I didn't have a pen. So I am still sleepy. This is what is going on. I'm still sleepy. I'm laying across the bed. He's saying, get up and write the prophecy. I said, you got to be kidding me. No, 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 you got to be kidding me. But I knew it was important so while I argued, I protested. I said, I know what I'll do. I'm not going to lose my position on this bed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still lay on this bed. I'm going to uh, take my arm and, and feel across this nightstand, see if I can find a pen. I don't have to get up. Right in the dark. I'll write in the dark. I found a piece of paper in the nightstand. I'm going to write in the dark. And I did. I found a pen. And I felt for the pen, and you know, I'm in the dark. But I'm in a high rise, so it was light coming in. But I didn't want to get up. I was that tired. The burden of prophecy. <laughs> and uh, I did find a pen. And I wrote everything he said in the dark. You should have seen that writing. The next morning, I awaken and I look at the uh, piece of paper. First of all, the pen was pink. I think the pen was pink. And that writing was slanted slanted going left to right downward 
But I got it. I got the major things he was saying. I was able to remember it. But those are one of those days when I said to the Lord, please, can you find like somebody that want to be, you know, like this, this, like here, like this prophet that you, you're talking about. And uh, because back then I was practicing law. I had a lot on my plate. I was practicing law. I was playing music. Um, I was doing a lot. And I don't know if I was campaigning. I may have been campaigning. I'm not sure. But when you have a lot on your plate like that, you don't want to be a prophet. I didn't. You know, so it took something out of me. It was those spiritual pliers coming to pull that prophecy out of me, let me tell you. Coming to pull that shout out of me, you know. And and I want to just burst into tears right now because it was, it still has an impact on me. It really does. So I guess my plea to you tonight is to Pray about prophetic words. Pray. And and then uh, I'm learning to wait. I don't have to publish everything right away. Wait and see if there is more understanding of it. Because I've certainly learned that understanding does come sometimes after I publish. And I have to, you know, take down what I've published and redo it or modify it. But I want an understanding to come forth. Because I hope... I'm going to be on the air. I'm going to be on different platforms. And I want people to understand uh, that when prophecy is given, now personal, private prophecy, that's different. I know, uh, let let me say this, when someone walks up to me, and they don't even have to walk up to me, if they even tweet, uh, direct message me or email me, or I'm talking to them on the phone, and I, could, I think that's one thing that social media has um, taught me because I'm always talking about face-to-face. Let's, let's do this face-to-face. But I think talking and being confined to social media has had its benefits. You know why? It because the, the prophetic gift operates whether or not you're in person or not. And so that's actually good training. Actually good training. So I had a little break there. But anyway, I forgot what I was saying. I'm back now uh, to the podcast. But whatever, you know, I know I say it. I'm I'm training myself. uh, Well, I'm saying it according to what the Lord gives me. If he gives me a subsequent interpretation or understanding, then I believe I'm obligated to uh, republish that or modify it so everyone will have an understanding of what the Lord is saying. I really really a lot of times don't know uh, what the Lord is saying. He will manifest it. Uh, Sometimes he'll give me a spirit of urgency. It's different things. I talk about the demonstration prophecies and how the Lord has dealt with me. Um, And it's taken some time for me to acquaint myself with the prophetic gift as a person that gives prophecies. I mean, I was the one that's always at a prophetic conference, going to prophetic conferences and uh, trying to get a prophetic word. I know more now about the prophetic gift and what it means. I would go to a prophetic conference and not get a word at all. And I used to just always be upset. I used to always say, oh, wow, I, I came here, no, no word for me. Oh, my goodness, I would feel so bad. But guess what? Those are the times when God has it already taken care of, in my opinion. 
A word sometimes is needed to sustain a person through a tough time or to illuminate something that needs to be illuminated or to encourage like exhortation now. That's part of the prophetic gift. So if it's needed, and in my opinion, and this is my, my opinion, is if you're at a place where you're at a, a place where you, you, you have most of it taken care of, nobody can see everything, but then sometimes the word will not come forth. I've learned that the very, very most difficult way to learn it. I hear words. I see pictures. Sometimes I just hear words. I don't know what it means. I have no clue. Unless I see a picture, unless I hear a voice, I hear voices, I hear conversations. They say, that's, that's a mental problem. Well, it's not a mental problem. It's, it's what you hear in the spirit. And that's why I really try to confine what I publish to the Vision Prophet Twitter uh, account or on Facebook because it is a spiritual voice and it's... it's um, it's undergirded by the word. Just like, you know, these psychics want to come out and say, I hear this, I hear that, I did this, I did that. That's psychics, and they're widely accepted. They're widely accepted. And they have some accuracy. They have accuracy. I, I've, I've, I've been through some stalking problems, and one of the things early on in my experience, uh, somebody had something on my Twitter page, it said something about the Boston Strangler. Well, lately I noticed a movie about the Boston Strangler. They used psychic in that movie. In that, this must have been real life to uh, help solve that case. So they're widely accepted. But I say prophecy. I say prophet. And then everybody wants to scream and pull their hair out. What are you saying? And, you know, that is, it is a different source Maybe still a gift of some revelatory uh, means, but a different source. And even people who work by spirit of divination can have the truth. I, I talked about it, and we talked about Acts 16, and the spirit, the woman with the spirit of divination. She had the truth, but where was she getting her information from? And that's what I'm saying. I teach on that in my um, Seeing Clearly in the Dark, dark podcast uh, on Anchor as well, and you can find it on there, on Anchor. It's still Seeing Clearly in the Dark by Brenda K. Sanders. Well, that is all I have to say this evening. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening to this podcast. Hopefully, you will tune in for the next podcast. Have a good night. Talk to you next time.